We are speaking today with Maureen Culp, the founder of Creative Energies. At this year's ALA annual conference in National Harbor, she will conduct the session, Never Let Them Go, Retaining the Best and the Brightest. She's joining us today to answer a few questions about employee retention. Welcome, and thank you for joining us, Maureen. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Question one, can you please describe employee incentives that can be offered by the law firm aside from monetary motivations? Absolutely. And I, you have to chuckle at the aside from monetary motivations because I can't think of any profession in the world where time is money is more important um, than the legal profession. And so we used to throw money, and now what we're going to try to do is find incentives of interesting ways, but we're still spending our time. So there's two kinds of incentives that matter, and the first ones are simple, and the first ones are universal. And if you can, um, find a parking situation, uh, do, a, do a group, as opposed to if I'm working in Toronto and it's January and I'm watching the partners come out of their heated garage that's underneath my firm and I'm walking five blocks down the street, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not like that too much. I'd rather see the firm take all 52 cars, find a lot close by, and give me a deal, help me out. Find me great daycare rates. Find me, bring me a dry cleaner who's going to pick my stuff up at the office. Bring in a shine person. And, of course, the almighty, allow me flexible work hours. Those are kind of universal for everyone. But then we have to talk about our high potentials, the ones that we really want to retain. And, of course, everyone says, well, start a mentoring program. Well, a mentoring program is great if it's great. But, unfortunately, most people don't know what what to mentor means. Okay, so I'll spend an hour with this person once a week, and what are we going to talk about? You need to actually train the trainer. You need to let your people understand what does it mean. You know, we're coming from the old days of sink or swim. You got out of law school, you got your job, you sink or swim. That doesn't work anymore. Our new associates want us to take them to the pool and show us where the locker room is. Take me to the pool and talk about what was it like the first time you went off the high dive and what that looks like, what that translates into. Give me a chance to interact with clients. Give me a chance to present to the partners. Give me a chance to present to clients. Um, I have one firm that actually the managing partner shares her office um, for a week. She allows an associate to come and just be in her office. Of course, the associate does work for her, but just to be able to absorb what's really happening. I have another firm that anytime someone tries a case at the state Supreme Court, they have to bring a junior associate with them. And so that now you have a 30-year-old lawyer who's saying, I have sat and watched, I have been a part of a Supreme Court hearing. It's those kinds of things that we don't naturally think of including our high potentials in that they want to be a part of. People come to work to be a part of something bigger than themselves, number Great. one reason. Absolutely. Great. Thank you. What sure. recommendations would you provide to a law firm who wants to begin developing a retention plan? The first thing I would do is tell me what do you want in retention and do you know what your present retention is? I'm a big fan of intuition, but with regard to a retention plan, you can't do that. So many firms do it intuitively. They have a feel for what their turnover is. I want you to measure it. If you tell me my present turnover is 32% and you're a restaurant, that's really good. But if your present turnover is 32% and you're a law firm, we have a bit of a problem. So we need to define what that retention is, and then we need to define what do we want it to be and why. And I ask you to do that because there's some manufacturing firms that will tell you, oh, they're proud that their turnover is 2%. That's bad. You need to have, there has to be a good middle ground that works. So 
once it's defined, now what are we going to do? Well, we have the exit interviews, which are extremely important. Unfortunately, most exit interviews are done under complete cover, and no one knows what goes on there. The exit interview needs to be public. The exit interview needs to take place, and I don't mind even if you just make it public to the partners, but the exit interview information must be shared because it is frequently it frequently regards what happened with individuals within the firm. And if someone leaves because someone doubled their paycheck, there's not much we can do. But if someone left because they had a great opportunity for better development working in the real estate department of another firm where the partner assured them they would have so much time so much of her time on an annual basis, that's what we want to know and we want to make it public. So first we have the exit interviews, and then we have the opposite. I invented this. It's the stay interview. Go around and talk with your associates, talk with your high potentials, whoever you choose. Ask them why are they staying here. Why do you stay and what would cause you to move? And what you want to build through that is what I call common threads. And so if you interview 20 people and 7, 8, 9, 10 of them say the same thing, then you know there's your retention plan. This is what they want this is why they'll stay, and this is why they might move. Okay, great. That's very insightful. Is there anything else you would like to add about your session coming up in April? A few other things that we're going to talk about. Um, We're going to talk about the cost of turnover because sometimes it's difficult to sell a retention plan or to sell an incentive plan to the partners or the powers um, because they don't really understand what turnover is costing us. There are tangible things for turnover, and then there's the intangible. And what is it costing us? What's the recruiting time, the interviewing time, the hiring time, orientation, training, the lost productivity, customer dissatisfaction? There's so much out there that really needs to be talked about in why we need a retention plan. The other thing we're going to talk about is I have my own common threads of why people stay, and I'm certainly glad I will be sharing them. We're going to talk about retention failures, which hopefully will keep anyone who's attending from falling into that big black hole of what could go wrong. And then we're going to talk about how to rank your people, and I know people get a little nervous when we talk about that, but I have a really benign, simple system for how to rank people so we always know where we want to focus. Your people are your most important asset. Are you focusing on that? And that would pretty much cover it. Fantastic. This concludes our discussion today. I appreciate your time and look forward to your session in April. Thank you. Thank you so much. You bet. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.